Welcome to Let's Humanize the Workplace. Hi, my name is Vivian Aqua and I am the crazy woman with colorful hair. No, I am the workplace wellness advocate who is striving for a better workplace, a healthier workplace, a workplace with better environment, better working conditions, a workplace where people can be themselves and also can share their personal story. So uh, on this platform, I'm inviting various experts to have these conversations with me and also to share valuable thought seeds so that you can use those thought seeds to create that thriving workplace where we all want to be ourselves. So um, I'm really looking forward to the guest speaker of tonight. But before I'm going to go to that phase, I do have to share that there's something that I need to tell you. So if you want to be want to be part of my question team or if you just have a, a guest speaker that i would like to know i'm going to listen to my uh subscribers i'm going to listen to those who really want to join you really want to have use their voice to help me find the next guest speaker or help me set up a next panel or even help me ask certain questions because I am the lady who's going to ask those questions on your behalf. So if you join bit.ly.htwnews, you have the power to just send me your questions or share your story so that I can include you in the conversation. So let's humanize the workplace. It's not about me. It's not about my son. It's not about the guest speakers. It's about all of us creating that workplace where everybody can thrive. So um, I am going to share a few funny things. So I noticed this post recently. It was about a guy who created something, an IT technique and um, I'm not going to I'm not going to um, downplay what he's doing, but I think that this is a funny story. When you are the guy who created, for instance, PlayStation, and another company is asking for, you know, if you have four years experience or ten years experience, while the tool is only four years old or maybe two years old. So this is a, a good way and a good practice for the companies who are asking too much. I think that when I see, you know, the, all the vacancies nowadays, they are asking too much and definitely know that you can mold somebody, you can help somebody to become intermediate or advanced. So if they have the skill and if they have the motivation to work for you, look towards what other skills, what they have, instead of only looking towards how senior they are. Because when somebody's senior, it doesn't say anything about how good they are or how willing they are or if they want to apply their growth mindsets. So definitely, that's definitely something. Also know that if you have something to share during this episode or uh, you want to ask the guest speaker some questions, please do. It's not about, you know, it's not about me talking or the guest speaker talking. We want to include your story as well in the conversation. So please join this conversation and ask away, definitely. Another thing that I also want to address, and this one is for the ladies. So uh, a few weeks ago, Kanye West made the announcement that he's going to go for uh, become a presidential candidate. Why, why, why are we not adopting Kanye's mentality? So this was also something sent to me 
uh, via one of my subscribers who shared this with me. And I think that's an amazing, amazing way to inspire women in general to reach for the sky because we need to go for infinity and beyond and we need to empower each other that nothing, and I mean nothing, is beyond our reach. So if you are looking for help, if you're looking for a mentor, or if, if you want to go for that particular job, ask around, make use of your network, doing it kindly and nicely as well, and also including them to help you in that certain way. So. Yes, Abba Austin, he should go ahead and apply. Well, I don't know, due to his mental condition right now, I'm not sure if he's the right candidate, but then again, the person who's sitting there now is also, you know, I also have questions, more, question marks. So thank you, Abba. Thank you for joining in the conversation. I really like it. And uh, definitely we need to help each other to move the needle and advance ourselves. And also know that I have a very, uh, inspiring guest speaker who's waiting at the moment. Um, let's say that she's my African auntie or sister, and I'm really excited to have her on this panel. So today it's about rise and lead women of color, and I'm going to bring her up. And I'm going to make it bigger and announce her bio. So <laughs> this is Ebre Akadiri, and she is the founder of Rise and Lead, a women's leadership organization focused on supporting aspiring leaders to gain the courage and skills to rise and take the lead in the workplace and marketplace. She's also the host of Inspiring Women Leader Show and the founder of Atoda Foods. Welcome, Ebre. Thank you, Vivian, for having me. <laughs> Let me have a look. Let me have a look. So yeah. the first question that I'm going to ask, what is your connection with humanizing the workplace? Oh, thank you. That's a beautiful question. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, humanizing the workplace is when a company has an inclusive culture mm -hmm. where people are allowed to be human, <laughs> right? Everyone is treated with respect, with dignity, and where transparency exists. Mm -hmm. That's a good key. That's yeah. a good ingredient. Yes. It's also about empathy and compassion. You know, a lot of people, a lot of leaders talk about empathy, compassion, but they don't practice it. Mm -hmm. When you are in a workplace where it is practiced and also in a workplace where leaders have integrity, then it's a very beautiful place. If integrity is one of their core values, it's, I mean, I think you're going to enjoy working in that place. And personally, any workplace where I work that I'm having fun and still mm -hmm. doing my work, for me, that is already a human-centric workplace. Mm -hmm. So a workplace needs to have the, the fun element. Uh, yes. I, I mean, it's not for everybody. Just let people be who they are, okay? Mm -hmm. So most times you have a lot of representation, people from different cultures, and these people come in, you know, trying to be themselves, and then you start giving them rules about how to behave. Yeah. And in yeah. most cases, those rules are based mm -hmm. on some cultural norms, yeah. which does not support their own culture, okay? And especially, you know, today we're talking about women of color and everything. We're talking about being included in the conversation where I, I can feel free 
to share my heart, my emotions without being asked to bottle it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm working in such a place. Then I think, um, I, I think uh, I'll be very happy to put in my best. And let me give you an example. I, I can give you an example with my own company you know, mm-hmm. back in Nigeria. Um, I had about 56 employees and we had a restaurant. And of course, you know, restaurant work is such a hectic job. Sometimes on weekends, we'll be cooking for a thousand people. Some weekends, we'll be catering for like 3,000 people. And it was such a tedious place. And one of the things I did, you know, was to make sure I allowed employees. Some of them love to play music while they were cooking. Some of them could dance while they were cooking. And I realized that so many people, so many of them didn't want to leave me. You know, even mm-hmm. after work, they want to stay back. Because your workplace is more like an extension of your family. It is. It is. It should be treated like that. So you, yeah, you shared something about um, leaders not having certain ingredients. So I know you you do Atara Food, and I had a cooking program. So I'm going to use you know some food elements in this conversation. You mentioned that leaders are lacking a few ingredients, but. Can you maybe share who you see do have these ingredients? So the ingredients that I'm talking about is empathy. Um, You mentioned something else as compassion. Who do you see who is a role model, maybe an international role model or maybe a role model in the Netherlands? Who has those qualities? Except from you or us. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm not going to be biased, right? Mm -hmm. I've had sales for several times. And when they shared the culture of that organization, I fell in love with what they do. Mm-hmm. And also I interviewed the managing director of Accenture recently, when she also shared with me, you know, some of the practices, uh, uh, you know, that is in place in Accenture, I fell in love with that place. Even, you know, I felt like, okay, can I apply it mm-hmm. for fun? To be honest, so there are companies who are already doing that, okay, where the uh, so, so, for example, in Salesforce, they have this room where if you're tired, you can go in and rest your head for 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. If you want to pray, maybe you're, you know, you're in from, you know, this religion where they pray regularly, you can go in there and pray. So mm-hmm. that's for me, it's about making that workplace a home for everyone. Yeah. So that's from one of the two examples that I have right now for you. Yeah. I, I also really like Salesforce, especially when they talk about their Ohana. It's about the family, whereas some company have the mantra saying that it's not about the family. But when you spend so much time away from home, away from your family, the workplace should be your second family where you feel at home, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's correct. You know, that's the truth. It, it's, I mean... If I'm going to spend eight hours in mm-hmm. in a building and I don't feel included, my voice is not heard, I feel like I don't have the freedom to express myself. So for me, I will consider it as a prison yard. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's it what is. it is. Prison where you cage me and so I do your work and I'm feeling very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And personally... Being a very independent person, I can't do that for a very long time. And this is why you have so a lot of turnover in organizations. 
I, we, we are going to address that. We are definitely going to include that. But going to... Can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Yes, definitely, definitely, yes. Yeah, because I see that you your work centers around humanizing the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what does that mean to you and how do you do it? So when I... That's, she's asking me a question where I was supposed to be the question. So for me, humanizing the workplace, uh, the reason why I started doing this, because I have been in occasions where I was dehumanized, dehumanized as being uh, dealing with racism, being discriminated, being going through microaggression. And if you would walk one day in my shoe, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even have the workload because wow. um, what people what I face during you know the twenty years that I am uh, working as a professional, it's a, a it's traumatic, it's tough, and sometimes people don't realize you know those tiny little things that people are doing, it's painful. That's also why I wrote the article about dismantling racism because yeah, I read. Um, I have an obligation towards my son and the fact that I went through um, very hurtful things, very dehumanizing things, whereas you would think like, okay, if this happened to your loved one, hmm. would you, would you, would you tolerate that? And I would say, no, I would, I would never do that to another person. So why do people feel the need to do that? So my aim with humanizing is where people can be themselves, where people can feel like if they are going through a tough time, they don't need to hide. They can express it so that at least the, their team members or the manager, the company knows about it. And they know that we as humans, we don't act like the clown all of the time. We yeah. have emotions. We can be sad. We can be angry. That's as long as we, you know, find a way to keep it professional, but also be human at the same time. I do feel like women need to cry. I do feel like men need to be able to cry. We need to show up our emotions. We cannot, you know, switch on and off our emotions. And that's why also I really would like to uh, address those who are not open for this. Watch the movie Inside Out. I always refer to the movie Inside oh, Out because that's the movie that... Inside Out? Inside out. I have mm -hmm. to write it down. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a movie. It's a, it's a Disney movie where a child is uh, suppressing some of her negative emotions or the machine is suppressing some of her negative emotions. And yeah. without, you know, without the yang, there wouldn't be yin. And we need those two to, to, to be balanced. So for me, a humanized workplace what good for you can be different for me. And that's also something that I want to bring into when you have more diversity, when you embrace cultures, when you let women be a woman or when you let that person be a person and mm. bring in some of the elements from home. And when they go home, they're also bringing some of the positive elements back where they might be preaching about your product or they might be talking about your product which also yeah. can create a conversion of new clients new networks new broadening the horizon and that's one of the reasons why i feel companies are missing a lot especially with the changing in the demo demographics so you're yeah. seeing that um let's say that in the netherlands the non-western background it, we are in the minority but then again when you fast forward work towards 30 years there will be a shift 
there will definitely be your shift. So if you're not doing it now and not paying attention to it now, you'll be one of the laggards and you don't want your company to be one of the laggards. It definitely when you want your company to be, you know, within the top five, within the top 10 in your domain, you have to pay attention to diversity, especially now. I agree with you, Vivian. So yeah. let me let me keep quiet so you can ask me. <laughs> so going to going to the question that I wanted I want to ask you is what can companies do to empower women of color to rise and lead? Oh, beautiful! You know that has to do with rise and lead. So I love mm-hmm. that question. But first, let's agree on one thing, okay? That human beings want the same thing. Yeah. And what is me, it? And for me, dignity respect and equity mm-hmm. are our basic human rights. But let's, but we can also apply this to the workplace, okay? All employees have basic human needs. And, you know, like Maslow hierarchy of needs, employment provides a safety net where everybody feels, okay, I have enough to provide for myself and for my yeah. family. That's basic. But then beyond employment, we need love, mm-hmm. belonging, mm-hmm. we need esteem, you know, when I talked about respect, and we need self-actualization, which is where leadership comes in. Yeah. And everybody wants the opportunity to lead, to drive changes, to speak up, to feel like they belong, that their opinion matter. Yeah. So, but you know that most organizations, okay, you know, the cultural norm that exists in this organization does not promote, promote women of color to leadership yeah. positions. Yeah. So the ecosystem is unequal yeah. and unfavorable to women, but it's even worse for women of color. You know, I, I was reading a lot of articles and I saw that I think it was Catalyst.org that mm-hmm. said that white women hold 32.5% of all management positions yeah. compared to only 3.8% of black women in the United States, okay? Yeah. Meanwhile, in Europe, so in the UK, for for example, the Financial Times Stock Exchange Group, uh, they, they disclosed another report, where did I write it, that 300 share chief executives, chief financial positions in FTSE 100 were almost 99% white, white, right? And out of that, 271 white men, Mm -hmm. five white women, which means we should rejoice. We're making progress, right? No, we're not. Okay. We're not. But at least we have 25 white women. Okay. So we have four Asians and guess, guess the number of black women or men. Okay. Two. Zero, my dear. Zero, Vivian. That's painful. That's painful. So I think for the organization who is serious about promoting women of color to leadership Mm -hmm. positions, I know they know what to do. But let me share my opinion right now. Please do. I think think first you start with the awareness and Mm -hmm. truthful to yourself. Like, okay, check in. Do we really have women of color? And if we do, at what position do we find them? Yeah. If you are truthful, you're going to find out that you don't have enough. And then... Or they are being used as a token. Let's even... We'll get there. 
But first, we're talking about leadership, right? Yes, Sorry, yes, women. yes. <laughs> but first of all, you're going to find that you don't even have them, okay? Mm -hmm. Or when they're there, they have receptionists or cleaners or teachers. Yeah. And yeah. then talk about reviewing your hiring processes and mm -hmm. actively look out for diverse talents if you really are interested in empowering women of color. It's important for organizations or corporate leaders to offer an equal opportunity for women of color to receive leadership training. You know, Rise and Me, we talk a lot about leadership education because this will prepare these women for leadership roles. Yeah. When you don't train people, it means you're not equipping them to lead your organization. Sure. If you keep ignoring them, that means you don't need them, okay? And you're losing out on that on the talent, the innovation, you know, the, the, the um, diverse thoughts you're losing out on diversity and inclusion. Another thing I think companies should do is to sponsor women of color to higher yeah. management positions with opportunities for growth. I, Vivian, I don't talk a lot about mentorship for women of color. I know, you know, you wrote it somewhere. Mm -hmm. I like mentorship. I advocate for mentorship. But Vivian, I was reviewing a lot of things. I realized that that's not what we need right now. We like, need sponsors, yes. We need to be sponsored to mm -hmm. those leadership positions. And when we are there already, please get us a, <laughs> a mentor yeah. who has done that job to mentor us on the job. Yeah. Don't mentor us on how to prepare us to fit into the culture that doesn't support us, that causes us harm, okay? And also, if you see that women of color are not being included you know, on your table, invite them. Yeah. Invite them, you know, start entering into relationships with women of color and hear their own side of the story. You know, we are speaking about how leaders can empower women of color, right? Mm -hmm. And don't forget that CEOs have so much power, okay? So they can use it to drive these changes very quickly in the workplace. I, I totally agree. And when it comes to uh, companies who really want to make an effort when it comes to diversity and inclusion, um, don't be afraid to ask for outside help because sometimes your spectrum is maybe you know narrow. Uh, mm. If you keep looking for the talent in the same pool, if you keep looking, going to the same university for different talent, if you keep hiring the same recruiter who's only hiring people that look like you mm. and don't look different, ask for outside help. Now is the time to really bring in an outside perspective and to help you and see where you can, um, where you can go for different people. That's what we want. And that's what we want to see. Again, the demographics are changing. And if you are not jumping into the diversity pool, I don't want to, uh, hear anybody say we can't find them because oh, no, here are two women here are two women with a really broad network if you say you can't find them reach out to us because okay. I know where to I know where how to use my network to a positive way and I, I will get there so the excuse of you can't find them or they might not be right no. If they are not right yet that's where the sponsoring comes in right that's where you help them to become right for that position. Send them on leadership training. Let them yeah. learn how to speak up for themselves and advocate for themselves as well. Yeah. You know, let them learn how to 
negotiate for their promotions and for their uh, uh, salary increase. Mm -hmm. so that's, mm -hmm. I think that's what companies can start doing. And don't forget, it's all about trust. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You don't trust people. You're not going to give them your company to manage. And of course, this trust, lack of trust, you know where it's coming from. I think uh, bias, you know, whatever you think about black people or women of color, you need to start trusting us. Trust us. There yeah, needs to yeah. also be a lot, of, a lot of groundwork. So look into your own biases. And I don't want you to end with just going to a one-time bias training and you're all of a sudden you're, you are cured. Just so you know, everybody has bias. I have my own bias. Yeah, do. But it's good that you are aware of your own bias and look beyond what can you do to include those people that you want to include because you cannot in this time you cannot say that you can't find talent you're not searching in the right places no. you're not finding the right recruiters who can no. look for you in different places McKinsey just showed showed a, uh, an excellent report and during the during uh, Everest talk I'm going to look out for the the image because I forgot to add the, include the image I definitely want to include this image because McKinsey sh uh, showed an image of why diversity could be really could make the difference for your company to excel and I'm not saying excel just like this little bit no really excel really excel mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. during the conversation i'm going to look out for the image so i, I can show it yeah. to you so that you can see it for yourself and uh it's not from my mouth it's from mckinsey's mouth which i'm passing forward so just so you know um what so we had a conversation about what organizations can do but i also believe in the power we women of color mm -hmm. we need to amplify our own power or our own career what would you share with them and i'm going to look for the for the image right now it's okay yes um this is another good question vivian uh the first thing i'm going to say is no matter what you look like or where you come from or the color of your skin your gender your sexual orientation i want you to know that you have a space in this world you don't need any perm anyone's permission to rise. Um, of course, we know that the ecosystem is unequal, but you need to try and push a little bit. So recently, we hosted a LinkedIn Live show called Beyond Diversity. And one of the topics was um, I think one of the, making room at the top for women of color. And one of the panelists says something very profound. Her name is Lenkola. She said, Women, women of color should start speaking up for themselves. And also in all of these interviews, I always interview established women leaders in the Inspiring Women Leaders show. Each and every one of them has told me that you need to lift up your hand and speak for yourself. You need to advocate for yourself. Definitely. But I want to add that women of color who are already at the top should also look out for rising women of colors and invest in them. We should mentor them. We should sponsor them and encourage them to get visible. That's the, you know, the best thing you can give to any woman of color now is to encourage them to get more confident and get visible. Take up space, Vivian. We need to, you have taken up space here. We need to encourage more women. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best because... Um, to be honest, um, I had, you know, several occasions where I 
as a woman, I'm reaching out towards other women and people look down on me. And that's something that, you know, that saying that Maya Angelou said that people will forget what you say, mm. but will never, never, never. And I'm that person. I have the, the brain of an elephant. So I remember everything. They will never, ever forget what, mm. how you made them treated them right and that's something that i bring along that's something that i bring along you should never look down upon somebody because you never know how they might need you just be just be real just be honest if you can't help me now if you can't support me now you can't join now that's fine but when you lead me on or when you treat me like i am not a person who can think Mm-hmm. behind this cloth there is a lot of machinery going on so I might not say yeah. anything because I just want to I'm, I don't want to waste my energy on it but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to remember it I will for sure remember it you know Vivian you're so right but I also believe that sometimes we can't control how people treat us true or we can control how we treat ourselves yeah definitely. So we need to know our worth and our value Mm-hmm. If you're working in a in a you know in a company that is not inclusive, they don't let your voice be heard. You know they are not even they are stifling your growth. They're not promoting you. They are paying you less money than your colleagues. My question is, what are you still doing there? Yeah, run. You know, quit, <laughs> quit tomorrow, yeah. not next month. I mean, Vivian, listen, we need to start getting bold and confident. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you, when I came to this country, and I'll give an example as a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. You're me- she's meaning the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was here like in 2013, mm-hmm. and Vivian, I had left a restaurant that was hiring over 56 employees, yeah. seven, seven sales outlets, two big branches, bakery, and I came here, and... I decided to teach everybody how to, you know, the culture of West Africa, the food of West Africa. Mm-hmm. And one day I came back and I told my husband, I think that was in five years ago, I'm never doing catering in this country. Yeah. And he said, why? I said, because they don't value mm-hmm. the work I do. So, yeah. for example, and initially I didn't know, I actually thought it was like what they do to all caterers until one lady called me from Leiden. And she wanted us to provide catering services for 25 people. And we needed to cook, bring the food to Latin, spend three hours serving the food and everything. I said, I calculated, I'm like, okay, can we, can you offer us 35 euros? That was then, right now it's mm-hmm. double my price, okay? And that was, and you know what she said? <laughs> she said, what are you selling? Is it gold? Wow. Oh. I used to have a Ghanaian woman who gives me five different dishes for 12 euros per person. Wow. And I asked her, where is the woman now? She says she doesn't know. I said, because of you, she's closed her business. Mm-hmm. You treated yeah. her like a slave. Her bi- Listen, I, I'm yeah. a restauranter, so I know my cost of goods, yeah. my cost of ingredients. I know my cost of, of, of uh, um, logistics. I know what my gross profit is, and I know what my net. But beyond is. that, where's no. African food? It's tasty. They should value it. Right now, we're talking about the cost. Yes, I understand. Value. And for me, if women of color in workplaces can also mm-hmm. calculate their own value, the cost, yeah. 
of yeah. their personal brand, of the work they offer an organization, I think they should go and renegotiate their positions, their salaries. Definitely. So the same way I told a woman in Leiden that I'm not going to do it for you. I will not. Okay. That's how, that's the attitude yeah. that every woman should have, especially women of color. Okay. Yeah. Negotiate your, 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 your promotion, negotiate yeah. your, your negotiate every day. Yeah. Me, I negotiate every day of my life. I would, I would like to also address to the, the fans, those who are watching. A few weeks ago, I did uh, a conversation with Wies and with uh, oh, yeah, her, a, friend, <laughs> a friend of her, uh, Sasha. So Wies and Sasha, I had a conversation about how to negotiate, um, how to negotiate your, you know, your best salary or whatever. Please watch that conversation because I think that when you watch this, this conversation and the, the one I did with Wies and Sasha, it will give you some pepper, some good African pepper to mm -hmm. go to your manager, to go to your company. And don't come with, this is the Corona time. I know these are exciting times for companies, yeah. but there are still ways to negotiate without getting to the financial numbers, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think. And, and also for you to be able to negotiate properly, you need to learn how to ask. Mm. Yeah. That's missing ingredients when we don't ask for help. Yeah. We don't ask people to mentor us, to show us what to do. Then we miss out on opportunities. But the thing is also what I have to share, and this is from my personal experience. So mm -hmm. I am the first who was born here, Ghanaian. My parents are Ghanaian. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, our, in my environment, in my family environment or friends environment, mentorship wasn't something that I knew. I knew that from a later age. I knew that when I became an entrepreneur. Okay. I learned of that when I became an entrepreneur. So it never crossed my mind to ask somebody that I admire hmm. or that I see as a good role model yeah. to at least mentor me or sponsor me or help me find my way. I knew a few people that could fit in the mentorship and they mentored me in, mm. in a way, but I didn't ask them specifically because it wasn't on my radar. Okay. Which is um, the opposite because I always ask. Yeah. <laughs> if you have, you know, if I think you're doing something great and I need to learn it quickly, mm -hmm. I'm going to contact you and I'm going to have a conversation with you. And mm -hmm. you know, mentorship, it doesn't always have to be a formal relationship. Yeah, <laughs> true your relationship where if you see somebody who can champion your cause who is invested in you in your interest which is why i said that women of color who are already role models should start acting like role models and yeah. mentors yeah because people will trust people who look like them as well okay people trust people who look like them they like people who look Definitely. like them so just reach out to um uh, black people in your community and find out if they need any help yeah be uh, serious also with what you're asking because you are asking somebody their voluntary time you are asking for commitment and they also want to see that commitment back uh, towards you so be serious yeah. think really think hard about what you're asking Mm -hmm. And if that, you know, it's not that you have to have a pre pro, pro quo, but also know yeah. that it's not that it's not about you to ask your mentor to 
create maybe a website for you. You need to uh, no. ask appropriate questions. <laughs> what is it? What, why is it important to create a website? Why do you use the website for? What do I need to think about when I'm starting my website? So Those what, are the questions that you what can you're ask. What I'm saying is that they should ask the right questions, right? Mm -hmm. So that yeah. they don't get a no. And, mm -hmm. I, and this is very good. This is a good point you raised. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this, I think, yesterday. I said, before I reach out to people to ask for help, I will yeah. do my research to know exactly what to ask them and what not yeah. to ask them. And talking about that, I read something you wrote about, uh, <laughs> uh, um, I think it was on your Medium article. Mm -hmm. you, let me read it. You said... Dealing with racism at work is like yeah. being stung by killer, killer bees yeah. killer frequently. Mm -hmm. and then after the attack, you have to act normal because yeah. the person saw it as a joke. Please tell me more about it. I started laughing when I read it. Like, um, <laughs> it was a touchy thing. So dealing with microaggression, something that I share often, uh, microaggression have a macro impact. When somebody is making fun of you because you have bigger lips or you have bigger butts or they think that black people, all black people uh, are shaking the butts. It's something that I don't, I, I mean, what I do outside of the workplace or how I dance or what kind of dances I'm into, it's not something that I want to be amplified on the workplace, especially when they are joking about it. Oh. So when people do that, to me, um, I'm very strict. I'm going to look at you again. I'm, if I'm going to give you some energy, then you know that I'm serious. If I'm not going to give you some energy and the people who know me know, I don't even go, I, I don't even bother. I'm just looking at you, you know, that, that mama face and I'm looking at you rising my brows and I'm looking at you like, really? That's my face because really? I've learned, I've learned along the way yeah. that some things are, you shouldn't invest any energy in those things. That's mm. what I do. But it doesn't mean that it hurts because it hurts that people think mm. that of black women. People think maybe black women are easy. People think maybe black women are lazy. People think that maybe black women cannot raise the bar. And I try to find, you know, I try to, to be resilient and to raise that bar and to say, Eventually, I, I left a few companies because of that, because it wasn't safe for me to be there. Um, addressing those conversations towards HR, towards my manager, and they saying, well, it's just a joke. But if somebody's joking you and punching a needle in your arm at the same time, mm -hmm. because that's what, that's what microaggression feels, and people do that 30 times a day, mm. you'll be drained. Oh, my God. Yeah, we discussed that recently during the... Uh... You'll be drained. Young diversity, yeah, we talked a lot yeah. about microaggressions. Yeah. So many people claim that they don't know what it means. And sometimes mm -hmm. they said, you know, it wasn't intentional. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. what about the impact on the yeah. person? Yeah. So let's stop, stop talking about the intentions and start weighing the impact. Yeah. And also stop yeah. acting like yeah. acting like a victim yeah. while you are the one who's causing the pain. White fragility. I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of. I'm this. okay. I'm huh? okay. I mean, I'm okay. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm okay. But I want to do something now for my son to go through that same process because I don't want that. My son is biracial. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know me, 
but I just want to amplify whatever I can to raise the bar when it comes to diversity and inclusion. So Abba is also asking something about the mentorship. She's asking, how can you navigate when you don't even know who to ask? You need to do your home. I feel that you need to do your homework. You need to do your homework. I mean, you see a lot of people on LinkedIn every day. You follow them. You like their posts. You comment on their posts. You know, take some time and go back and read about them. Mm -hmm. What have they written? Their thought leadership. You know, what kind of values do they have? Do mm -hmm. you like any part of it? If you do, please reach out to them. It's not yeah. about, I mean, first of all, trust people and reach out to them until they fail you. Yeah. You can't be walking like, oh, who do I trust? No, that's not the first place to start. It's about, does this person have what I need to succeed? Because for me, if they do, I'm going to reach out. Personally, I will. For me, the easiest way to reach out, if LinkedIn is too, if, if the bar is too high because you need to send an invite and you need to send why, there is Twitter. Twitter is easy to connect with people. So I have, you know, a few fans like Mindy. I, I'm not going to say that I stalked her. So Mindy Hearts, Minda, sorry, Minda Hearts. I'm not going to say that I stalked her, but... <laughs> It took me some time to get towards that that phase, you know, where I can reach her and I now know her email address where I can talk to her. Mm -hmm. And she's crazy busy. She is um, also a woman of color that I really um, I really see as a role model and the way she's doing that. So Minda has a book, uh, Women of Color, uh, Take Your oh. Seat at the Table, really? which is a must read, which is a must read when you are a woman of color, when you want to amplify women of color in your mm -hmm. organization and uh, reach out to that person, show mm -hmm. interest on Twitter. You can see also some of the times you can also see a personal side. So find a platform where you can really learn more about the person that you want to reach out to and see if they fit, you know, fit the goal that you have for yourself. Because you, like I said, you also need to do the housework. So not that you see somebody, an influencer say, yes, I want to become an influencer. No, it's not about that. It's about why, why are you doing it? And why do you think that I can help you? And what is it that I can help you with? So uh, yeah. My why is my son. Orlando is the main factor why I'm doing this. And uh, I'm not saying that I'm ignoring what I endured. I'm using that as an amplification to do, you know, to raise that bar, to raise the level of workplaces that we all deserve. And that's it. You know, I, I was just writing a report about uh, the mindsets, mm -hmm. actions of uh, successful leaders based mm -hmm. on all the interviews I've been in, I've been conducting. I'll send you a copy when I'm done. Yeah. And this is where, you know, you see that they are all saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. They are all, you know, raising their hands to yeah. ask for opportunities. They are all bold. They are confident. And also, they know their worth and their value. So mm -hmm. you're not approaching people based on the fact that you want to take from them. You need mm -hmm. to to yourself what value can i also yeah. offer a person so maybe you should get more generous give more reach out to people offer some value and everybody has something to offer really mm -hmm. about it and then start that conversation and build relationships 
one of the things I've seen so many women do, which sometimes it doesn't work in our favor, is that we don't build relationships. We just want something from no. people and no. we just want it like it's our right. And when they say no, you get upset. The truth of the matter is they don't owe you anything. So you have okay. to... Yeah, <laughs> I have to stop you. No, no, no. I have to stop you because sometimes I'm, I'm being annoying because you're saying something that people in the back should hear. So oh. what did you say? <laughs> Women of color, what do we need to do? Please repeat what you just said. <laughs> you know, the church lady who's sitting in the back, she didn't hear you. So you need oh to. Oh my God. said <laughs> <laughs> it is there. <laughs> and I'm saying that you should please raise your hands. You should mm. ask. Yeah. You should not be afraid to take up space. You know, yeah. people should learn yeah. to, you know, look at both of us. You, you have built your own table, right? You built a platform, very great one. I've, Thank you. I, I appreciate it. One also through Rise and yeah. Lead. And people should learn to please ask for what they want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Raise your voice. I'm telling yeah. you. It's not always easy. When I also started, I had this confidence issue. The, com- the issue that would they listen to me? Would they not judge me? Um, and look at where you are now. Exactly. And I, I started by making mistakes, you know, fumbling, doing it all wrong. But one thing I did was to try not to be perfect. Mm. I'll do it. Okay. So which means I used to feel that fear all the time, yeah. but I still get up and do it. So I want our women of color to start taking up spaces, start yeah. speaking up. You know, they should own their opinion. It's not all the time that people write something on LinkedIn, you just like it. What is your own point of view? Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah. Let's hear you. You know, you have a point of view, say it out. And but then yeah. It's, you it's, have your tribe. You must have your tribe of people, your confidants, your uh, your boosters when things don't go exactly the way you exactly the way you want it. You need to have your tribe. You have your tribe, right? You have to build it, right? Yeah. And this is what I talked about about relationship building. Yeah. I said that people should learn to get into relationship with other people, yeah. not yeah. just go to them for what you can grab from them. Mm-hmm. As soon mm-hmm. as they notice that you're there to grab, they will cut you off. Okay. Yeah. So spend yeah. some time and genuinely build relationships with yeah. people. Don't just yeah. go on their state platform just to get from them. And one year they don't hear Preach. from you. Again. And then <laughs> the next summit is coming up, they start calling you again. I mean, hey, come on. Build Thank relationships you, <laughs> Yes, Thank no. Build relationships with people, get into relationships. It doesn't cost much. It's just about your priorities. Okay, don't just go thinking of taking from people. Think about what can I offer these people? Just maybe calling them, sending a text message when you don't need anything is where to start from. Yes, definitely. I want to to show the the image from... uh, from McKinsey, why diversity is important. So this is an example of the business case they made. And this is really recently. So as you can see, 2014, um, why diversity matters. When you look at the gender diversity, it's very important. But when you start looking at the ethnic diversity, do you see those numbers? You know, I've been looking those numbers. I've been looking for ethnic diversities in Europe. I don't find those numbers. My goodness, I see yeah. them. Yes. Oh. So 
this mm-hmm. i don't know how many more, more proof we need to show this <laughs> in itself wow. is one of the best ways to prove that diversity wins delivering through diversity wins why diversity ethnic diversity matters look at those figures 2014 2017 2019 wow. do i need to say more no no it's time, <laughs> it. it's time to include it wow this is good I'll look out for this so please send me a copy <laughs> i will i will so julia thank smith is saying, i like that don't be afraid of taking your place thank you everett you're welcome <laughs> so let's go back to uh the interview where oh. what advice would you have given your younger self hmm. knowing what you know now wow i would advise my younger self to speak up more Mm-hmm. earlier on I didn't used to speak up people would hurt me and I would keep it to myself they would hurt me the second time I'll keep it to myself mm-hmm. and the third time I'll get very upset yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know so um I would tell my younger self not to be afraid of being judged yeah because this is something that keeps us away from the stage from speaking up you know it's like what if we start speaking up or we ask for help they start mm-hmm. judging like we're greedy that we are so ambitious you know i mean vivian i had to learn how to get rid of those kind of thoughts Mm -hmm. do you feel like cultural is this also partially our culture that also holds us back yes it's a little bit of our culture but i don't that's what i used to think i think it's the fact that we are women because even white women go through this Mm -hmm. thing it's not just about black or women of color here um so for me i know that in some culture in my country mm-hmm. they are raised to be so respectful and mm. i, I remember i recognize that against anybody yeah. who is older and to look down when somebody older is speaking to them mm-hmm. and i've had a situation where white friends asked me why was that person looking down when i was speaking to them i said no they're not shy it's out of respect and mm-hmm. this is something people need to start learning about different cultures as yeah. well yeah. Uh, but but then we can learn to break free from that so we can build a new culture we can break free from the culture that has limited us that yeah. has limited us from access to opportunities we need to get rid of those things yeah. and also i would love to i would have advised myself to quickly set boundaries and yeah. promptly cut off toxic relationships so i used to kind of i have a very large heart vivian i just Mm -hmm. people and no matter how much you hurt me you know i'll still talk to you i'll still do whatever you ask me but i noticed that you know it's beginning to drain me like Mm -hmm. this person be hurting me and i'm still like helping the person you know so i've learned to start setting boundaries you know like when hurt me now i'm going to call you out and i'm going to explain to you how what you did has impacted me Mm -hmm. i feel towards you so i wish i had started that earlier on so you're passing you're passing the salt towards your children right and i feel like with with orlando it's also important for for me to share the things that i've learned i wish i've told my younger self so especially the speaking up part yeah um you have seen me you know how tall i am i'm one meter 86 and could you imagine it's partially my upbringing it's partially with me being a woman not 
taking all that space because because of my length, I am taking all the space. So I used to make myself very small and very quiet, but now I'm just like, no, my hair is even screaming. My, my head wrap is even screaming. And not that I'm shouting, but I'm just making clear that I have a, something to say, something of value to say, something that can help you, can create a thriving workplace, but also can help you become more of you. That's what I want mm -hmm. to see. Yes. And you know what I call that? I call it modesty trap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're yeah. trapped in this yeah. um, culture of you need to be modest, you need yeah. to speak to a woman. Yeah. And remember, we women of color, especially, I don't know about Ghana, you know, even Ghana, Ghanaians talk about Nigerians. Nigerians mm -hmm. are really, when we are happy, we are going to shout and scream. Yeah. When we are so excited. <laughs> and when we are angry, we are going to change like, like warrior princesses. Yeah. And so people will judge us, you know, they want you to be modest as a woman. And this is yeah. another type of culture, like, oh, you have to be very modest and everything. But where I come from, okay, I was taught to, uh, you know, show my emotions when yeah. I'm happy and also when yeah. I'm angry to kind of show it as well. Um, it's the same. It's the same with Ghana. We have so many similarities. Yeah. I know. You, we need to free, get rid, free mm -hmm. ourselves. Okay. We have the power. And that's why I talk about power. We need to understand the power we have. And that's the power to set ourselves free from bondage. Yeah. From modern day slavery. Definitely. From Definitely. anything that inhibits our freedom of, you know, our human rights, freedom yeah. of speech, anything, whatever it is for you, set yeah. your mind free, set yourself free. Vivian, that's what I've done for myself. And that's what I mentor other women to keep doing, keep speaking up, keep rising, keep taking up spaces. You don't need anyone's permission. True. You need to speak up. And if if you feel like you're not in the right room, then move, go. Hey, nobody is tying yeah. you down to a seat in your yeah. office and you just yeah. rumble and complain and gossip instead yeah. of walking away for good. Yeah. And I of totally course, you can start your own business as well. <laughs> she's just dropping that seed there start <laughs> doing your own thing no definitely so thank you Leanne for, for sharing this I really appreciate you and um, what let's say what I need to ask this question before I'm going to the final question what okay. is in your opinion the best way to address the biases that women of color face and we face a lot because when we are dealing with some biases, you don't know if it's because of our color or because of the fact that we are women or there are so many other things that are going on. So what? Mm. Uh, so for me, I believe that if corporate leaders are truthful to themselves, they need to now sit down and ask the hard question of why is it that we have very few women of color? Hmm. Why are these things happening? And when you start asking those hard questions, the answers that you will see will uncover the hidden biases that mm -hmm. is the culture of the organization, the systems, the structures yeah. that have made it impossible for women to have access and also especially women of color and especially black women. They don't even have a space at all. So you have to uncover those biases. That's the first step, okay? Like the awareness stage. And you then need to start analyzing it. And if you are truly 
truthful that you want to change it and you know the benefit of diversity and inclusion, you know the benefit of different cultures, the innovation it brings, okay, and also that it attracts uh, diverse customers to you. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Is maybe maybe I need to show you know show that image again just to give okay. that sense mm-hmm. of a feeling. Yes. Yeah. So if you know all of these things, mm-hmm. then you can take the right steps in dealing yeah. with the with your prejudices. Like, okay, why is it I don't trust women of color to head mm-hmm. become a leader or a manager? What is it that I've heard about them? Let me give you an example. I see something that happens all the time, and I think workplaces should address it. I did address it in my own organization. When somebody, you know, starts showing up, starts speaking up, especially if you're a woman of color, some people are going to just hate you. Like, they they would dislike you, and Mm -hmm. they find the opportunity to destroy you behind Mm -hmm. you. Mm And so for me, leaders should be leaders. When people come to you to tell you anything negative about your employee, whether it's a white woman, black woman, you have to take the steps to find out. You have to take it serious because sometimes it seems like... Don't make your judgment based on what you heard about people. Yeah. Unfortunately, it happens in workplaces. Somebody can destroy you among your colleagues and they will all stay away from you. And then you don't feel you belong in that place. And then you're so hurt. Maybe you resign. They lose that talent. And also it's harmful for you because you know you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so biases, that's how it's, um, it comes up. Like somebody tells you something about a, a white person. You're like, okay, I'm going to investigate. And they tell you something about <laughs> black person. Like, that's the truth. Of course, yeah, I don't know yeah. people. Oh, you know, they are tips. You know, they are not um, intellectually smart. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't expect anything better. Those are all biases. And if you really want to get rid of your biases, you need to, first of all, analyze them and ask yourself, confront them. Where Where is this coming from? Yeah. And I also wanted to. I, I also wanted to add in something because um, I mentioned the word tokenism. So for those of you who are not aware or are not familiar with the word tokenism, tokenism is that one person. So I have been the token within a lot of companies. I was most of the times when there was a black person, I was the only one or the only black woman. And the way the tokenism really showed is when they put me in front of the images of the photos. Vivian, I forgot to mention that. On the events. So I stopped going to certain events because I don't want to go to the, I don't want to be that person where you showcase, oh, Vivian is there. So the company must be diverse or the event must be diverse. And I'm just like, no, I am very aware of what's happening and I'm not, I'm not letting you use my image or my presence to just, you know, showcase that diversity checkbox. That's very painful. And I thought about that today also mm-hmm. earlier on, where companies are not willing to change the culture in the organizations. Mm-hmm. Just want to kind of tick that checkbox. Like, yeah. what is the black person that we can hire, we can bring? Mm-hmm. And- Vivian, what I'm thinking right now is that black women, or yeah, especially they're looking for this color. So this color now has a lot of value, okay? Mm-hmm. So you need to understand what it means and use it, get into this um, uh, uh, 
negotiation and all of that. Mm -hmm. If you just want to use this, my color for pictures, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then it's on one condition that I'm getting something out of it. Okay. Yeah. It has to be Definitely. a winning relationship. You can't just use me to make, um, Vivian, I've experienced it as well several yeah. times. They just want my pictures. They want, they don't want me. They want my picture. Yeah. And once I find out, I say no. Yeah. So the best thing it's for us as black women as well, or women of color to understand this and use it. If you want me, then this is my value. This is how much it's going mm -hmm. to cost you. Uh, I don't have to give it to you for free and stuff like that. So yeah. when you do that, you're forcing them to change those policies that's even keeping you away from the community, mm -hmm. like from the circle. And then they can bring you in to belong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also when you are one of the person, try to find ways to bring in more people, more of diverse backgrounds. So uh, I've been hearing a lot about we need the right person on that spot. And I'm just saying it's BS right now. You can mm -hmm. train, you can sponsor, you can mentor somebody. Um, if you feel like you want diversity, but you can find them, then you need to train them. Then you need to find a way to make it happen because there are, uh, we, those answers are fixed mindset answers. Exactly. You can't. Yeah everywhere just uh, anyway you are coming to rise and list summit this year yes number excited of <laughs> men, you know in the room that's one thing everybody yeah. attends rise and list summit they remind me that this is the most diverse event they've ever attended yeah. so it's something good so you know where to find uh women of color you know where to find black women come to the summit I'm going to plug her. She is holding a summit end of September or uh, it's the 25th, right? 24th, 25th. Yeah. She is holding a summit. This summit is also virtual. So for those who can't attend, follow Ebre. Watch what she's doing and definitely sign up to this, uh, to this event because not only am I going to be there, there are so many awesome ladies going to have a conversation. And this when you are a woman of color and you have your ambitions to lead, go. <laughs> Just yeah. go. Thank you. So I have I have a few things. So Paula is sharing, break free from the culture that limited us. Set clear boundaries. We have the powers to set ourselves free. Ebre, I think you need to do a quote Bible or something because people are <laughs> quoting you all the way. Send <laughs> those quotes to me. Put my name on it. <laughs> I just add that questions regard to my professional community. So thank you. Yes, yes, cool. And Leanne is saying, I'll be sending the link to this talk to my network. It's so important that leaders hear about the biases and challenges. Leanne. Love you. Love you. Thank, Thank you. you for being here oh, and really appreciate it. And also, Julia is saying, what advice would you give into your younger self? So Ebre is saying, speak out. Don't be afraid for being judged. Ask for help. We need to understand the power we have. Set our mind free and you don't have anyone's permission. That's it. Advocate for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you feel empowered after people, you know, fo following yeah. you, seeing you quotes, right? So... Yeah, it, um, is, it is. I like it. It's for me. That's my purpose to inspire people and to build them up. Mm -hmm. You know, help mm -hmm. them to rise. It's you know, mentorship is not when you're sitting down with somebody. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you know, I 
try to write empowering words, it's mm -hmm. shifting something in people's mind. Right. That lady, that black woman can do this, then I can do it. If Definitely. like me can do this, I can do it. So that's Definitely. why I show up every day. And that's why it's so important to have role models. When yeah. I grew up, the only role model, black role model I had were otherwise singers or <laughs> it was Oprah. And to oh. me, it narrowed my, 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 my mind, right? I was looking up towards white role models. I'm not saying that that's wrong, no. but I started doubting myself. I started not seeing myself. I started, you know, seeing myself as not the value that I now have to bring. Yeah. I know my value now. I know where I stand and I know where I want to be, but we still have a lot more work to do when it comes towards bringing that value towards the kids. So I would say, educate yourself, um, read some books where kids can also grow and learn to see their own, to activate their own self-leadership because we need to be aware that you don't have to be labeled a leader yeah to, oh to, my god yeah to define you know to activate your self-leadership you know that you know i say that every day that leadership is not about your position mm -hmm. or, you know it's about using that position or wherever you are to drive social yeah. changes okay it's about understanding your gifts your talent like i'm sitting in church this is the church the church i need to go to <laughs> The Church of Ebere. Yes. <laughs> oh, the oh my God. <laughs> These are my belief system and yes. it taught me a lot to do a mm -hmm. whole lot of things. I don't need you to give me a title. Yeah. I just need to, where, where, where things are not going well, people are oppressed. I feel I have the power to help them. I will yeah. go out and do it. I will lead the way. Yeah. Uh, when I was speaking about racism on LinkedIn, I looked. Not too many people were writing about it, apart from you. Can you okay. preach that? Can you preach that? Can oh, you yeah. please? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, yeah. It, I mean, I said, why is nobody writing about racism? Because everybody is feeling ashamed or they don't know. They don't know how to start this conversation. Oh, and no, I feel please. like we need to start this conversation as soon as possible. There's I, so much work to be done. We started. I started that conversation. I wasn't waiting for anyone else to start. Mm -hmm. I started that. And I was writing about it, writing my point of view. I realized that so many people joined in. So many people opened up, started commenting yeah. on my post. And then we ended it with the Beyond Diversity uh, LinkedIn Live Show. A lot of people have joined us on Zoom and on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is leadership. And I yeah. believe that everybody has what it takes, the capacity to drive changes around you. Anything you see that you don't like how it's going, stop complaining, stop murmuring. Stop doing, yes. Stop doing something about stop it. Stop moving it forward. It, and let me tell you, it doesn't have to be perfect, Vivian. It never has to be perfect. What's the definition of perfect? Perfect is when somebody is comparing what they are doing with something some established person is already doing. But who's established? Yeah. You know, so if somebody, of course, like if somebody does something for 10 years, like Oprah, mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. so she has this expertise there. Yeah. And then I want to start my show and I want it to really be like Oprah or somebody else, like whatever mm -hmm. they have, I want it to be in place. But I, instead of me just starting small and start growing and start learning and start moving forward. So sometimes people want to wait until everything is in normal condition. No, no. 
this is how podcasts have to be. This is how they want. They go about learning from different people, not having time to implement anything they've learned. Did you know how this pod- this broadcast started? It no. started with me. So my son was one of the reasons and something happened with my side hustle. That's also another reason, but okay. I'm turning 40 next month. You don't see it, but I'm turning 40 next month. Okay. And one of the things that I promised myself is no bullshit, no BS. I need to have a no BS platform where I can have honest conversation and also move the needle not only for myself, because this platform is healing. It's really working healing for me Mm. for all those years and all those times that I couldn't speak up. I Mm. am building that now. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Your sister as well. So it's, it's very important that we keep sharing our stories. There's so many things I do now. When I started out, I was shaking inside and like, Mm. I'm not doing well. I'm not sure I can be on camera. I'm not sure. All of that, you know, we, we, we. Look how awesome you are. You're engaging. <laughs> yeah, Vivian, you know, like you keep doing it every time, even if it's every month, every week, just keep showing up. Yeah. I always use the word show up with your gifts. I'm like, why I say that is that we all have gifts. So keep trying until you discover your strength, your yeah. energy, what you're gifted to do. And once you decide to stay on your lane and not to copy somebody, never try to be anyone else. Okay, like, oh, I want this this person is my role model. I want to do everything the person is doing. You're going to, in fact, is minimizing your own gift. Mm-hmm. Okay, True. start True. appreciating what you have right yeah. now and start using it to benefit other people in your community yeah. that's um that's a powerful and i wanted to end with this question this is our final question okay what is what is your wish for 2025 when it comes to humanizing the workplace and empowering women of color to rise and lead oh thank you so much <laughs> uh i always talk about belief like okay this is my belief system you know Mm -hmm. and i believe that when you believe something it will happen Mm -hmm. so for me i want to live in a world where everyone everyone vivian is treated with respect and dignity Mm -hmm. i want to live in a world where i'm not judged by the color of my skin or by my gender but by the value i bring to the table Mm -hmm. I want to live in a world where my children will not have to be fighting to get management or leadership positions due to the color of their skin as well. And I want to live in a world where women and women of color have the same opportunity as men to lead corporations, businesses, and society. So I believe that by 2025, I will live in such a world. I am with you on that. I am with you on that. I I love it. I'm with you on that. Thank you for your amazing and valuable thoughts. Heats. I really enjoyed our conversation. It's less like, okay, we extended over the hour, but I, I don't think you mind and others don't mind as well. But I really enjoyed the conversation. And also leaving on a final note. So Amira is saying, thank you ladies for shining a big light on this topic today. Hope you will do a session on corporate entrepreneurship and innovation by college business owners. I think that's an invite, Everett, to do oh, that. I'm, I'm just an invitation. <laughs> that's my topic. I love it. 
I love entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for those who are watching, please, you mm -hmm. know, I support the guest speakers that I'm talking to. So today, just show Eberay some love and also show me some love as well by supporting the podcast or leaving a review or whatever it is that you can use to share and amplify this message. Because the more people that hear this message, the more that we hope to uh, make that change happen because you yeah. heard Eberay's wish, right? The 2025, it's a, just around the corner. So we have a lot of work to do right now to create that, that special world that we all are looking for. So Eberay, thank you for being an amazing guest. Thank you for sharing those amazing thought seats and your quotes. You need to do a quote bundle or something because people are really <laughs> quoting you. People thank are really you. quoting thank you. I'm going to do that, Vivian. Thank you. Yes. For so on um I'm, I'm don't leave yet i'm just closing off for uh, next week so um upcoming thursday is a dutch episode so for those okay. of you who are dutch you can definitely watch this it's about the power of mentorship with okay. five talented people and Beautiful. we are going to have a conversation know that i'll definitely do something like this in in english and for next week, for the English uh, episode, it's going to be about workplace design. So how can you boost the mind through workplace design? So this week, the last few weeks, I've been talking about personal development. I've been talking about leadership. I've been talking about the imposter syndrome. Well, mm. now we are going to have a conversation again about the physical workspace, because that can also make or break your workday. So uh, it's going to be amazing. And again, as you see, diversity for me, inclusion for me, it's so important. So I try to find the best of the best to interview and highlight. So uh, thank you for watching or thank you for listening thank for so Let's Humanizing the Workplace. And also don't forget to follow Eberay. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Thank, thank you. Thank you and for having me. I also enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, and for having an engaged audience, even though I wasn't seeing what they were writing, but thank you so much. <laughs> thank but, you as well. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Until next week or upcoming Thursday. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay.